When my sister Elizabeth was, was pregnant, she remarked to me that when she went to the Adoration Chapel and prayed in front of Jesus in, in, the, in the Blessed Sacrament, uh, for the first time ever, her child started leaping inside of her. She could feel the baby moving about and, and kind of kicking for the first time when she went to the Adoration Chapel, and that trend continued for her. And every time she would go and she would pray in the chapel at her home parish, the, the baby would always move. I found that to be a really moving story. I'm always reminded of that when I read the account of the visitation. I think Jesus has a way of provoking our humanity. And we react to Jesus in different ways depending on where we ourselves are at. But he provokes us. I think a good image for Jesus in his hiddenness here in this scene and perhaps throughout his entire earthly ministry and his time here on earth is to consider what scientists tell us about the Big Bang. Now, what they tell us is 14.7 billion years ago, all of the universe, so that is to say all of the material that is in existence, period, all of time and space, was the size of a grapefruit. And so it's just this massive concentration of matter. This massive, incredible amount of energy. It's just the size of a grapefruit. In a similar way, here, as we consider the baby Jesus in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who is the first tabernacle, of course, the concentration of all goodness, all goodness, all beauty, and all truth exists. Just all in this little baby, unborn baby. And this, of course, provokes reactions. You know, the universe, when it was the size of a grapefruit, and even now, matter itself, as the grapefruit expanded, has a, gravi a gravity up to itself. And so, this provokes, Jesus provoked a reaction. We see, for the pure of heart, what this reaction looks like. For those who have undivided hearts, Jesus provokes joy. He provokes the Blessed Virgin Mary to go out in haste and give herself in service and go to take care of and help 
Elizabeth, who's older in age, her cousin, and to prepare for the birth of both of their children, but probably especially to help her, Jesus provokes this movement. Jesus provokes Elizabeth to just start singing in joy as she encounters Mary for the first time. It's like her soul comes alive. And she's just filled with this joy and she starts singing. Filled with the Holy Spirit. She just starts, she gives us the words for the Hail Mary. This beautiful poem of God himself. And then, of course, John the Baptist, who's provoked by Jesus throughout the rest of his life. John starts leaping at this moment within Elizabeth. He's so joyful. His humanity is provoked. And so Jesus provokes us. And it's kind of a good test for us to see what... What is our reaction to Jesus when we come in contact with him in the closest way, in the Mass, if we sit with him in the Blessed Sacrament? Jesus also, of course, provokes the opposite. So even before he's born, Jesus is already provoking anger. And that continues. It's a theme throughout the rest of his public ministry. It's still a theme today. People try to cut down any type of authority that Jesus has in various ways. We saw it beginning with Herod who can't stand the fact that there is someone else out there as king. Herod's kind of a prototype for all of us in many ways when we see Jesus as a threat to our autonomy. And we see Jesus as a threat because we all want to be, we have this inclination to all be gods of our own lives. Kind of like Adam and Eve in the garden. They wanted this, they wanted to choose their own moral behavior and they felt they knew what was best for them, that God did not. And so we have issues with the way that God wants us to live our lives, which of course are all ways that he wants us to live our lives for our own good, just like a good mother or father. But it forces us to submit to him and let go of our own control. And so the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the scribes throughout all four Gospels are constantly berating Jesus because they hate his authority. They hate it. And so they try to trick him and trap him and cut him down in any way that they can. And eventually, they can't stand it so much that they kill him. They crucify God himself. It's a hatred. Jesus provokes us. God became man. Jesus, we ask you to help us to let go of anything that is holding us back from experiencing joy and being communion with you. Help us to have 
a single-hearted desire for you to not have other false idols, false gods, help us to not try to be our own gods, help us to submit to you. And in this, receive the joy that John the Baptist and that Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph all experienced. We ask you, Lord, to wake up in us our humanity. Animate us by your presence. Arouse our hearts to be sensitive to your voice in our inner lives and help our joy to be overflowing as Mary's was so that it is easy for us to serve and to give ourselves for the people that you have given us to serve. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.